Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Hello there. This episode is a special tribute to Dave Brocky, a.k.a. Odorous Arungus from Gore, who passed away, sadly, on March 23rd, 2014, not long after their Australian tour as part of the Soundwave Festival, which I was lucky enough to see and meet the great man in person backstage at the Brisbane show, and he was kind enough to grab a photo with this bohab, even though he just walked off stage. It was the middle of summer. He was trying to catch his breath. He took that moment and uh, I'll never forget it. He was an absolute legend. Uh, To me, Dave was the funniest person on the planet, hands down, and had such a massive impact on my own musical journey, and my own twisted, fucked-up sense of humor was definitely influenced by him growing up. And, you know, even from time to time, I found it super offensive, and that's why I loved it so much, because uh, it was hard to shock me, and uh, he managed to do that, and I, I absolutely love that. And it used to make me laugh so hard. Uh, you know, I remember listening to Gore with my best mate Shane, who was also a big fan, and just laughing our asses off at how ridiculous and over the top the lyrics were, and uh, also the Dave Brocky experience uh, material as well. I'd use that stuff to gauge how offended a new friend or work colleague would be. And if they laughed as hard as I did, I knew that we'd be good friends. And it often worked, but a couple of times it didn't, and they got super offended, uh, but I didn't care because, you know, I I, I loved that stuff. <laughs> and uh, it made me laugh, at least. Uh, I also feel very lucky to have had the opportunity to have interviewed Dave for my then radio show, Rabid Noise, and I had two edits, one safe enough to air and the other for the podcast, which you're about to hear. Now, the audio is rough as guts. I've tried cleaning it up since then, uh, and my uh, my voice is a few octaves higher, uh, but uh, you know, I want to dig this out of the vault and reshare it because you know, not only is it hands down my favorite interview I've ever done, but uh, also a very special one and close to my heart and a tribute to the great man himself. So grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy this walk down memory lane with me and my hero, Dave Odorous Rungus Brocky. Hail Gwar, hail Odorous, rest in peace, Dave Brocky. Horns high, enjoy. Welcome back to Rabid Noise. My guest on the program now is the one and only Odorous from Gwar. How are you tonight, sir? Ah, great. Hello, Australia. How the hell are you? Am I allowed to cuss? Uh, a little bit. But that's okay, because that's what we're like down here in Australia. Yeah, yeah, but, you're a bunch of filthy perverts. That's what I heard about you anyway. I think I was there three years ago. You were. You were down here for the uh, No Sleep Till Festival. And uh, that was epic. One of the best shows I've ever seen. 
Well, yes, I remember now. I remember now, yes. Australia, yes, uh, full of strange animals. Very hot, I seem to remember. Um, very rabid, strange people. Um, known worldwide from the stupid Crocodile Dundee movie, which I really thought everyone in Australia was like that. But I was, I was relieved to find a bunch of uh, very hard partying, very cool, very crazy people, and, and we really had a great time, and we were so stoked to be coming back for the Soundwave Festival. Oh, we're so stoked to have you back. Is there anyone on your uh, kill list this time? Well, I'd like to be killing your prime minister, your president, or whatever the hell you call him. I've been assured by several people that if we chop off Tony Abbott's head, Australia will love us forever. That's true. That is true. And I reckon we should elect you for prime minister. <laughs> well, I would have to say I'm already ruler of the earth, so such a title would mean nothing to me, but I, I probably would accept again. I think, uh, yeah, you'd definitely uh, do, do a better job than him, so <laughs> that's for sure. Well, uh, you've just released your 13th studio album, Battle Maximus. Uh, where does the story take Gwar this time? Oh, boy, it's our most ambitious work yet. We tell the story of Mr. Perfect, this being from the future who has come back through time to find the secret of immortality and take it from Guar. And he finds this secret in, of course, my nutsack uh, that are <laughs> stuffed full of space sperm. As I have shot load over many Australians, they can attest to this by the severe acne that they received. Um, for some reason, Mr. Perfect wants to chop off my balls, and uh, I'm not going to let him. I might let him lick them a little. I might let him rub them. I might even teabag him, but I will not let him chop them off. I need these things. Yeah, you kind of do, don't you? What man can happen. live without, without his balls? You know, I, I have three of them. And uh, I would I would like to have more. If there was a way I could have a, another set of balls surgically implanted, I would do that. I would have so many balls that I would not be able to walk, basically. If I could have a nutsack bigger than my legs, and then I could sleep on it even. That would be beautiful. <laughs> like a beanbag. Yeah, like a beanbag. My beanbag balls. Are you bringing Gorgo with you this time? Well, I believe, um, you know, this is a strange story, but um, we left Gorgor in Australia. He refused to leave. He's like, ah, oh, I like it here so much. It sounded, actually, it sounded more like, <laughs> but we could understand him, of course. He's like, I like it down here. I like the Sheilas. I like I like, the, like all the blokes and mateys and whatever you guys call each other down there. And, uh, so we've been, uh, you know, getting occasional communications from Gorgor. So uh, there's there's rumors that he will make a reappearance at the Soundwave Festival. So we'll have to see about that. He is the great tyrant lizard. Lizard. He is the greatest monster in history. So uh, you know, and I know people would love to see him show up again. So uh, we'll have to we'll have to see what happens. But you know, I can't blow all the surprises here. Oh, I know. But it's Gorgor. So uh, you know, I I can't wait. I hopefully fingers crossed. We get to see. uh, the great tyrant himself on stage, and well, do you think you know if he's been hanging out here for so long? We've got a a, a band down here called the Wiggles that have their own uh, dinosaur. Do you think? Uh, you know, I think her name's Dorothy. Do you think he's hooked up with her or something? Maybe that's why he won't leave. Well, that sounds that sounds like a great idea. I mean, I know our dinosaur can kick their dinosaur's ass, so bring it. I, I think so. Or, although it's a it's a it's a female dinosaur, so maybe he's doing something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. I found out that uh, animals do have sex with each other, and sometimes they don't even care if it's the same animal that they are. Uh, an example being dolphins, who are not 
sweet and nice like people think they are. They have horrible jointed dicks with a large tentacle next to them, and they will rake the hell out of you if they get the chance. They're horrible. I hate dolphins. I hate them. Dick knows. If I could kill them, I would, but apparently they live in the ocean. Well, maybe that's where Gore needs to go uh, next, is to uh, go into the depths of the ocean and hunt down the the dolphins. Well, I have been actually doing a lot of... uh, uh, deep diving, but not to kill dolphins. I've been just been trying to find a sex partner, you know, that's worth my girth, if you will. Um, apparently, the blue whale possesses the largest vagina on the planet, and uh, I've been looking for one to make my girlfriend, and uh, haven't found one alive yet. <laughs> um, have a few dead ones. Um, and yes, the vagina is huge. It's big enough for the cuttlefish. But um, you know, they're 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 crafty critters. These blue whales. They've been hunted mercilessly by you humans, and um, you know they're good at hiding now down in those deep trenches. But uh, yeah, I go looking for them, and uh, you know, if I run into a school of dolphins or fight a giant squid along the way, well, you know, that's just a little extra fun. That sounds like a, a damn epic adventure that uh, I, I'd be keen to hear about. Yo, I- well, that'd be great. I wish some director would plop about $400 million in front of me and we could make a movie about it. On to that. So uh, would, would there be any plans to make a gore uh, movie? I mean, you guys have released you know, countless DVDs and live stuff, but what about a, a live-action movie you know, chronicling the, the story of gore? Well, you know, that, that's a great idea, but that would involve effort on our part. You know, you know Basically, yeah. we just like to ride around in our bat-shaped helicopter and kill stuff, play shows. And, uh, you know, apparently if you want to make a movie, you have to write a script, and you have to do a treatment, and you have to blow a bunch of people, and you have to have a lot of money. Um, We had a real kind of a financial crisis around here. Uh, I insisted on this latest tour that we be paid in bouillon, you know, gold bouillon. Mm -hmm. But uh, apparently the promoters thought I meant chicken bouillon. So we've been getting paid in powdered soup. I don't know if you guys have bouillon in uh, Australia, but you probably know what it is. Yeah, so We fixed that, though. We're getting money again. Oh, that's good. Money's, money's a good thing, especially you know if you want to go uh, kill more things. Yeah, I mean, we, we spend money. We spend money like, you know, people take shits. It's like it's always coming out of us. <laughs> we don't really seem to have any control over where it goes, and it's impossible to wipe effectively. But, um, you know, money is a tool. Uh, a tool to make Guarsha is more spectacular all the time, and that's why uh, we spend every bit of it with me, that we have immediately. Well, I hope uh, you get more of it so you can make this movie so you can uh, spread the good word about uh, Gore's epic journey. Well, sooner or later, somebody will have the balls to put up the cash, and maybe I'll get off my ass and write a script or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, Guar uh, video game would be nice as well. It would have to be the most disgusting sickeningly, sexually savage video game ever made. And it's something that I don't think that you could easily uh, sell at the supermarket or the, uh, you know, harder to mass distribute than most products. And uh, seeing as it would probably be the most expensive film or video game ever made, these people would probably want to get their money back at some point, which, of course, would never happen. But, um, you know, the future is wide open for Guar. We, We are immortal after all. Well, that's it, you know. Someone's got to cough up the cash. So, I mean, I've got a little bit. I can give you, like, ten bucks, but uh, that probably won't get well, made. Well, that's the start, you know. With well, crowdfunding, how can we go wrong? Well, that's it. Well, how about that? What about, uh, 
you know, your uh, Kickstarter or something like that. That's actually a really good idea, and uh, you know that. But then we go back to the point of you know we would actually have to have a script and an idea. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'd run out of ideas. Maybe once we get done destroying the world, uh, supporting this album, and kicking complete ass on the Battle Maximus tour, um, maybe we'll maybe we'll get to that. But for right now, our our our, our focus is supporting what I believe is the greatest album that Guar has ever made. And, um, and and bringing our music and uh, and our fury and our, our our swords and our slaves all over the world. Um, this is going to be an extensive uh, year of touring. It's going to go stretch well into 2014. Uh, after that, yeah, choir movie. What the hell? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I, I got to say though, I absolutely love the new album. Um, it sounds like it's it's a bit of a mix between old and new war. Was it a conscious decision going into writing it to make it like that? No, not really at all. We just knew we wanted to make a kick-ass album, and that's just the way the songs came out. Um, you know, it reflected the nature of what the musicians were feeling at the time. Mm. And uh, after we lost Flatus, we were just, like, more determined than ever to make a great record. And uh, Pustulus, when he had finally won the Battle Maximus and uh, established himself as our new guitar player, he already had written several songs, uh, the first one being Madness at the Core of Time, which was the first single released. And, you know, that kind of set the tone for the whole record. And we just went from there. And, yeah, I think it is kind of a, more of a thrashy metal than we've been... Uh, I mean, the last record, we were playing eight-string guitars, you know, and we actually mm. tuned down to, like, Carcass or something. We were starting to really get very experimental. And, uh, you know, with this one, we definitely, I thought, I think we returned to our true strength, which is basically a thrash metal kind of sound. And uh, it came out great. I've been listening to it a, a lot lately. I love it. And also, as a long-time Gore fan myself, uh, when I was a young lad, I went and uh, got my first Gore album, This Toilet Earth. You know, I've been a fan ever since. Will you guys be playing anything off that album on this tour? Ooh, uh, I don't know. We haven't designed a set list for Australia yet. Um, maybe we'll do that. There's some great songs on that record. Um, gosh, when you got 13, 13 albums out, it gets it gets a little bit difficult to keep up with uh you know, every single album. We'd like to play a track off every single one, but uh, there's obviously no way we can do that. That would be just so schizophrenic and ridiculous. But, um, uh, you know, so I'm not, I don't know. We haven't written the set list yet, but maybe I'll remember remember this conversation when we do, and I'll say, hey, that guy I talked to from Australia, he really wanted to hear something from uh, Toilet Earth. We're playing Jack the World. I just remembered. We're playing Jack the World. Awesome. I can't wait for this, too. I'll be up the front, you know, getting ready to be splayed with, blood and guts like last time. I love gore, and uh, a lot of my friends down here love gore as well. We really can't wait. So um, we're going to go to a track now of Battle Maximus uh, called Bloodbath. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on the show today, Odorous, and I uh, really can't wait for the show. Oh, we can't wait to come back. We can't wait to hook up with Gorgor again. We can't wait to rock your faces off. And I can't wait to receive my beanbag ball scrotum chair bed thing. It'll be uh, packed and bubble wrapped, all ready to go for you. Very good, Australian <laughs> person. Well, it's been a real real uh, fun time talking to you guys. I want everybody out there to show up for our show at the Soundwave Festival, and um, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Guar is returning to Australia, and this time um, we might not, might not ever leave. Yeah, don't do that. Just hang around. I think once people see our show, they will not want us to leave. They will want to declare us a national treasure. They will want to adopt us. 
And uh, seeing as uh, Australia is fairly close to Antarctica, um, I see no reason why we can't dig a tunnel linking the two continents and uh, hang out with each other all the time. Hell yeah. Let's do that. I'll help dig, so I've got a shovel. <laughs> start at one end and I'll start at the other. All right. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Okay, see you in Brisbane. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 